Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Nerds Adult Zing Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Peter, and we are still talking about The Last of Us. We're going to be talking about The Last of Us, Episode 6. I'm joined once again by my best good friend, Josh. What's up, buddy? How's it going? How's it hanging? Peter, how's it going? I'm uh, glad to be here once again talking about uh, The Last of Us. I am really excited and I guess she is like officially our regular now. M is back with us. What's up, M? How are you doing? Hey guys, my agent is gonna be contacting you shortly. <laughs> Gotta bang out the, the contract, <laughs> the deets, iron it out. Hey, yep. So this week we are talking about episode six, titled Kin. It was directed by Jasmila Zabanich. Uh, she really hasn't done a whole lot of familiar stuff in the States, so I'm not going to really dive into that, but I just want to give credit for the director. And this week was an interesting episode. We got some pretty, we got a lot of drama, very minimal action. We got a lot of drama, some interesting things, some deviations, some tie-ins to the game. I overall really enjoyed the episode, but I have a few minor gripes, I think we're going to get into it. So I'm kind of curious, Josh, what is your overall thought so far in this episode? I thought it was actually really well done. Okay. Except except for a few things here and there. <laughs> a few things. Few things here and there. <laughs> Two hours later, <laughs> Josh, this is bullshit. <laughs> With only a few things changed. <laughs> yeah, I have some thoughts because there was a lot of I don't what I don't want to say references to the games or callbacks to the game or whatever or direct lines from the game that happened in certain scenes and overall i was pretty happy M, you haven't played the game but how have you how did you feel about this episode oh my god is he dead no, i'm kidding <laughs> um overall really cool it was pretty interesting that you can still have lots of drama character building so on and so forth and no infected i you know what it's interesting you brought that up because i feel like there hasn't been a lot of infected in this season do you all feel the same way i feel like they've sort of limited the infected scenes are you is that good bad what do you all think about that i mean so it is my opinion that the infected are not the focus of the story the infected are more used in your combat segments they're there but they have really no uh, place in the narrative aspect of the story that the game and the show were trying to tell. Sure, they're infected and they're they are an obstacle, but I don't think that they're a crucial element of the show. Yeah, I agree with you. It's more about the character and story building and the people in this universe rather than the infected itself. Yeah, so my my thing with the infected is there was some pretty amazing or just awesome gameplay sections of the game. One of them being the whole thing was the hotel. Was it a hotel, Josh, where they he falls into the basement and he winds up? You remember, Are you talking about when that when they get separated from Sam and Henry? No, no. I think this is that was before Sam and Henry. It's when he falls. They're going on the elevator, and he falls off of it, and he lands down in like this basement area where there's like water, and he has to get this generator started, and it's just like really like creepy scene. And then there's a bloater. It's just a really. I'm surprised you don't know what scene I'm talking about. It's just like one of the. It's one I, of my I favorite. I know when he falls. I just don't remember what the relevance is to this episode. 
it's not relevant to the episode. I'm sort of talking about just the show in general right now, ah, and how okay. and how I love playing that part of the game, and I was really hoping that we would get to see that scene or something similar to it. We got some of that with the museum, but I was just those are the kind of things that I was I was hoping for a little bit more of infected in some of the action and horror elements that we got in the game, which because that was probably the scariest part for me in that game was down there. Yeah, and that doesn't bother you at all. You're you're fine with it. I'm not really complaining. I mean, it's not, it's a, more of a want. A lot of there's a lot of locations uh, that are cut from the show. Well, a lot of gameplay stuff they had to cut just because you're like you're not going to get we'll talk about university of colorado like you're going to cut a lot of that stuff out because it's just you're you're not going to show 20 minutes of joel running around just murking infected you know like they're just not going to do that so i get why they cut some of those out i i just thought that part of the game was would have been really cool to see we may see something similar to that but i thought that part of the game was really really cool and would have been really awesome to see on on television and so that was my thing with the with the infected. It's fine. I was, I was really hoping for the giraffe. I think that's going to happen. I think that's going to happen. Think Spoilers. So? Spoiler alert. Not really a spoiler. I think it's still going to because that happened later in the game anyway. That happened way, like, towards the end of the game with the with the giraffes. Yeah. M's like, what the fuck, giraffes? <laughs> yes. Expensive. Infected giraffes. No, I'm just wow. kidding. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So. The episode starts off with the fucking Henry scene. Like, fuck you guys. Why do you have to show this to us again? Like, you, you, you hurt us so badly in the last episode. In the last episode, and you had to start with that. I get the brevity of it all, but what did you all think about that opening up with the the Henry scene? And I'll let you go. Uh, I didn't think much of it. Just you know, oh, this is what happened, guys. Okay, cool, and then cut to black. Other than that, it, w- it happened. A week ago, and I had my feelings, and my feelings are over. Move on. That's fair, Josh. That's cold hearted. I don't what know. I, what I caught was like, <laughs> yeah, a, you're so cold hearted. You're so- <laughs> I caught, I thought of it as like an extended on the last episode of The Last <laughs> of Us. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this guy fucking smacks his brother <laughs> because he thought that Joel fucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a really good, like, trailer voice there i gotta give you props on that it was actually a, a good trailer voice should do some like trailer uh thank you voice trailer work. trailer voices yeah <laughs> we'll do some promos with josh doing that for the nerds adulting podcast but i just thought like hey you know what you already heard us so badly in the last episode did we we didn't need to go back there but no it it, it definitely starts off with with that and i'm not complaining i'm, just, I'm sort of i'm like jokingly complaining it it just just reiterates just the brevity and just how hard hitting that scene was. It was kind of hard to go back and see that again. Like it, the way it started, I was like, fuck man, that's just so heartbreaking to see that. But I really thought it was, I was really, I thought it was really interesting when we got introduced to Marlon and Florence, a small little scene in the beginning. So Marlon is played by Graham green. He's been in a lot of stuff. I'm not going to dive into his career. Uh, and then Florence is played by Elaine miles, this elderly couple. And, and I guess Joel is lo- Joel and Ellie are lost, and they basically, I don't want to say they don't rob them or anything, but they come in a little bit aggressive just because, obviously, the, the way the world is now. And so that whole scene, I thought, was actually pretty fucking funny because it was just 
Ellie's reaction and how she was cursing. And then Marlon was like, Whoa, boy, you know, and I thought that was really, yeah. you gave him soup and you know, all those things. So, <laughs> what, what did y'all think about that? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a nice, lighthearted touch to, to write, to, to give us that right after the, the sad and heartbreaking scene that we got with Henry and what we last saw in the last episode. So, um, Josh, what did you think about the opening? Yeah, yes. I thought the scene was very lighthearted. I definitely enjoyed the the banter between the two. <laughs> you can't scare us. Scared him. <laughs> I, I love that. And what about did you? Did you lie to them? Yeah. yeah. No, did you lie to them? No. Are you lying to me? No. <laughs> oh, God. And I love it. The fact that um, last week I was like, what if Ellie doesn't have her sus anymore? The sussiness. And she still has it. She still is uh, quick with her words. And everything. Yeah, so they, I enjoyed that. And they read the old jaded couple. Yeah, I guess love it. When she was like, Oh, I guess I missed all the signs in the fucking forest or something like that. <laughs> all and the street signs. All the street signs yeah. in the fucking forest. And that was yeah. when like I was like, Oh shit, okay, all right. Yeah, that was really really interesting. And that was actually um that reminded me of scene in the game. I don't want to say the scene in the game because it could be a spoiler for the show, but the line where he's like Show me on the map, and if you, oh, it yeah, better yeah, be yeah, the yeah, same. Yeah. You, Josh knows what I'm talking about. I actually liked that. I thought that was interesting, uh, just because that was a callback to the game, even though it was a totally different scene and totally different situation. But that was 100% from the game. And I feel I, like they won't use it anymore. You can go ahead and say what uh, it was. If you to. I don't know. Oh, okay. No, no, that there's a, that's a <laughs> they, that's a pretty big spoiler. That, the thing is that like we're not. I'm not going to say it. Right. I'm not going to say what it's for, but that technique is kind of like a crucial thing later on in the story of the game. Like that, mm. that kind of exchange where it's like point on the map where this is mm. and it better be the same thing as your wife's. Yeah. Yeah. It's a totally different scene. The dialogue is the same. It's a totally different scene in a totally different scenario. And if I we talk about any specifics behind it, it probably because I'm pretty sure that's going to happen in the show. That scene that we're talking about. So it but, is. I saw the stills of it. Oh. Oh, they actually. Oh, they actually show. Oh, interesting. I didn't see that. I figured. I mean, but it, that's that's like one of the well, main actually, the parts stills, of the game. The story. stills that I saw. The stills that I saw are not comprehensively showing that. That's what I'm you and I are referencing right now, but, <laughs> but when I saw it, I was like, that has to be it. Like it, cause it, the, just the way that it's shown, you're like, that is it. And if it is, oh boy. Yeah. By the way, I really like how you guys are just beating around the bush. Trying I, to we don't want to spoil it. it. You know we thing, don't want it. Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. That thing, a scene. The it other was scene. actually yeah. funny when the other yesterday, my wife was talking to her sister. And they were talking about The Last of Us, and they were like, he didn't die, right? He's not dead. <laughs> like, taught, like giving their own theories, and I was like, you casuals. <laughs> you know well, nothing. I mean, Joel is on the cover. Of, this is not really a spoiler. He's on the cover of... No, he's not on the cover of The Last of Us Part 2. But I mean, like, it's... Pr I mean, I don't... It's, I guess it's a spoiler, but I mean, he's not dead. Like, he's <laughs> not going to die. <laughs> It's yes. too early. It is too early. <laughs> imagine if, imagine, I mean, you can't have someone like Pedro Pascal and he dies in like episode six of a nine. That all happens in Game of Thrones. 
This yes, but this isn't Game of Thrones though. I mean, Game of I Thrones you ex- you can expect and, it. You know, in you, Game of Thrones, in Game of Thrones, he wasn't the main character. Right, he was a secondary character introduced later on in like yeah, a later shit, season. I think, I think he was a tertiary. No, character. no, I'm not Fuck. even talking about uh, Pedro Pascal. I'm talking about Ned Stark. What's played by? Yeah, that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Bean, Sean. Bean. Oh yeah, they did yeah, Sean yeah. Bean dirty in that yeah. show. Yeah, but I mean that was yeah, when a, dirty. that was before we like. If you didn't read the books, everyone was probably like, "The fuck!" Like that's that was because I remember seeing that scene and that fucked me. I was so mad. I was like, I couldn't believe they killed him at the end of season one. Spoiler alert: Game of Thrones season one. I just was shocked. I couldn't. I was like in awe. I was like, "Holy shit!" Because I loved his character. You know, he's like the one like true good guy or decent person i was trying to be like you know do good for the you guys are all toxic as fuck yeah exactly and so but i think it's safe to say that i mean i'm gonna say joel's not dead so sorry if you're if that's considered a spoiler but it's really not a spoiler because that's pedro pascal it's episode six of a nine-part series and we have a second season already i yeah it's not much of a spoiler (laughs) but Uh fuck. Where Moving was I? <laughs> yeah, I guess okay, okay. All right. Then so the next scenes that came up was Josh, this is funny. I was thinking it because you fucking ruined it for me. The traveling and then the cave scene, right? They were traveling and then there was a cave. Oh, and then Marlon sort of gave him an ominous sign about like <laughs> Joel was like, Do I need to how do I what's the best way to travel west? He was like, Go east. Oh, you yeah. know, don't yeah, go yeah, that yeah. way because of the what was it? Not the death there's, river. There's, river, there's people, the river of death. River of death, yeah. The river of death. You People go over there. We see bodies of infected and the bodies of people. And, and just and trying to basically scary, warn them. That's when, that's when Ellie tries to give the whole, like, you can't scare us. And she's like, we scared him. Because Joel <laughs> knows. Joel knows that people can be depraved as fuck. And we're picking up on the show after a three-month stint after the death of Sam and Henry. So Joel and Ellie have been roaming together for three months at this point. Mm-hmm. And building a friendship. Yeah. And I do kind find it kind of weird because in the game, they don't say they don't use three months. They use winter seasons. Yeah. Or, or fall. So that way you can't gauge. It could have been that they were at the back end of summer and now fall is here, you know? Yeah, so I can't, I can't remember when, I know we'll talk about it when Joel got injured. When Joel got injured in the game, it jumped to winter. That was when winter, the jump came. So I can't remember how the other jumps happened. I know at some point, I just I can't say it because I'm a fucking. It's so hard to do because we're gonna spoil the <laughs> the show if we we talk about like what happened. But anyways, yeah that the the whole traveling thing and then the cave scene. So the traveling scene was cool when they're talking and and you know that you see they have uh, a, almost like a better or a closer relationship. They have a much more of a rapport and I thought it was pretty cool the whole whistling scene because that was like literally a thing from also from the game. There's a lot of like scenes from the game that they put into this episode. And there's a scene in the game where you're just walking around and Ellie's trying to whistle and she can't do it. And it's pretty funny. And they actually incorporated that. And then the the whole cave scene was a set. And I was like, that's a fucking set. And I was like, God damn it, Josh. Now I see it. (laughs) Like this is 
ruin it for me. So I didn't, I didn't see it. Yeah, if you go back when they're sitting down, you just look at the stars in the background. It just looks like lights. I mean, oh, maybe, that, maybe I that's how that. stars actually look. So, I mean. he, so the thing about that scene is, I can't decidedly decisively say that that is a set, but I can decisively say that I assure you that they were cold as fuck on oh. the ground. No sleeping bag. Joel is a fucking maniac for sleeping in that kind of weather with mm-hmm. just his jacket. Insane. Now, I also will say that it is in the state of Wyoming. They are in Wyoming when this is happening. And Wyoming is a great state that doesn't have a lot of light pollution. So the Aurora Borealis actually is visible from Wyoming. That's how little light pollution is present there. Wait, isn't the Aurora Borealis the... The green stuff in the sky. Yeah, I thought that was only visible in like Antarctica. No, you you can get it closer. Okay. You can get it in a lot of different places around the world. I mean, there's probably no light pollution anywhere at this point in this world. No, especially if it's like cold and the air is crisp and depending on what the sun is doing at that time. I mean, yeah, it does have to be under specific conditions. But one of those things being that there is not a lot of light pollution that's going to push that light away or absorb it in a way that distorts it. Yeah. So, but I definitely was like, what the fuck? What state are they in? Because I didn't know. <laughs> I had to look it up. And I totally I totally Googled like while the show's playing. Like I Googled, like, can you see the Aurora Borealis in Wyoming? And then I that's how I learned what I just told you. The Google machine told you. <laughs> the well, Googles. The Googlies. So so the whole scene with them walking together and traveling, and then the cave scene right up before they get caught by the group of Jackson. What, is, what were any of your takeaways from that? Anything stick out to you? What were some of your favorite moments? Emma, I'll let you go this time. Um, pretty straightforward. Very beautiful um, scenery. Just the whole entire landscape and the trees and everything. Uh, I am really wondering this bridge thing. Like, Is it a car bridge? Because it seems so like narrow. Is it just like a pedestrian bridge? Was it it's, like for, a it's for a bridge? train. Was it? It seems yeah, extremely for- narrow. It's for a train. Okay. Yeah. Um, no major like things that jumped out at me. No gripes. It's just a really nice um uh just interaction between Joe and Ellie. You can kind of tell within the three months span where you know it wasn't shown, but you can see that he taught her a few things because she goes over like, Yeah, I you know, I checked for tracks, I found like the highest point and everything was great. You don't have to worry. So obviously he was teaching her stuff along the way. So that was kind of nice. Yeah, I thought the whole thing with Joel falling asleep was interesting between the two. Like Joel was mad at her because she didn't wake him up. And she's sort of like, I feel like in this episode, she's really trying to grow as, I don't want to say a survivalist, but she's trying to grow up. She wants to learn how to shoot. She wants to be responsible and pull watch. And Joel was almost... Almost like that fatherly figure where you know you're almost pr- protecting your child to the point where you won't let them do things because you're sort of afraid of giving them responsibility or of them growing up, and that's sort of the vibe that I was getting. That was like one of my main takeaways from the, that the couple of moments in these scenes was. Yeah, well, he was, also said she's like, "Who's gonna pers- pull first watch?" And he's like, "I'll do both." 
Mm-hmm. Like, how's that work? You just never to... sleep? Like, how does yeah. that work? That's why he's getting those uh, heart attacks <laughs> constantly. Yeah, oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about that. That was an interesting thing. I, I wonder how that's going to play out throughout the show because... It seemed like he's having a health issue, right? Because it feels like panic attacks, maybe. So uh, they actually, I don't know if you guys saw, but they they break it down that it's not really his, his health is a factor, but it's not a factor in these little episodes that he's having. It's actually him being over overwhelmed, Mm. just like emotionally, mentally overwhelmed because he's afraid, like he's letting the fear get to him. He knows that he's not as young and as agile as he once was and so he's afraid of these uh situations these dangerous situations that they can get into he's still all attitude but he's not all muscle anymore which is kind of taking away from the joel that the gamer is used to in the game which is essentially this fucking badass superhuman dude essentially that just beats the brakes off of anybody that gets in his way and can outshoot outmaneuver hundreds of people in a in a in a span of a few months so yeah the joe that we're getting is this old man that is basically slowing down i think i think one of the things which we'll touch on once he with his interactions with his brother was he's scared you know he's just afraid of and it comes off more in the show than i think in the game in the game he's very more oh i want to say alone but very closed off like he doesn't want to open up because that he's afraid of having those feelings, and then he's also which would lead into. I'm thinking of like Star Wars. <laughs> Fear is the path to the dark side. He's yeah. <laughs> he's afraid. He's he's closing himself off, so he he can't be vulnerable, and then have those emotions of being afraid, and then leading to failing. So he's just like completely closes himself closes himself off from Ellie for much longer than the show seems to portray versus in the game. But in the show, he's very, very scared and worried about failing Ellie. And I think he, and it, that, that is because of what happened with Sarah, his daughter, in the first episode. So it's played a little bit differently here. I like it. I don't have any issues with it. I feel like the two Joels, they're very different Joels in that aspect, right? Would you say so, Josh? Yeah, I would totally agree that we're getting two very different Joels. But the idea and his. I guess his attitude towards things can still kind of be considered the same in his closed offness, but we're getting two different shows in the sense that he doesn't seem as closed off as the one in the game. The one in the game is like no bullshit, fucking cold as ice. Like we said in the last episode, rolled up on that dude. Bye. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking people. (laughs) Wouldn't have have even questioned it. Would have been like, is there a guy in that room? One time it's over. Yeah, and and it's all based on pa- his past. Tra- the the one thing that's in common with these two Joels is based. It's based on the past trauma that he suffered with his daughter, and it's that's how he's just affected and portrayed in a different way. You know, which I I really like. I can't wait to talk about that because that was a scene that really kind of the Tommy the Tommy revelations and all things that happened were really really mm-hmm. interesting and um, really cool. So after after that. They wind up getting caught by these riders, right? And like, I, I was really interested in what was going on there because I was trying to figure out like how how are they going to 
how are they going to get to Jackson and how are they going to portray that on the show versus the game? And I didn't have any issues with the way they did it, but the dog scene was pretty tense. I thought that was an interesting. Yeah. 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 So, and what did you think about, I know we've been talking a lot about the game stuff. So back to the show. So what did you think about that? The dog and the revelation and then them meeting, getting caught by the group, the Jackson Riders, I guess we'll call them the Jackson Riders. The Jackson Riders. Um, this is where I get a little bit like, hey, what's going on here? How did that talk dog come out of nowhere? Like yeah. literally, just like, hey, it's a dog. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was pretty, pretty intense as well. But I really like the um it's it's not really science, but the fact that a dog can smell disease. And they're using that to the advantage in the TV show. It's pretty awesome. Well, they do use dogs, I believe, to find truffles. Well, it's, which is oh, a f- yeah, no, I mean, no, I totally a hundred percent agree with that. This looks, I mean, this feels natural. Like you can have dogs that will smell, um, you know, different types of cancers. They have recently two dogs, I believe, they can smell COVID and things like that. So. This was really believable. It's using a dog as another tool to, you know, find um, current existing diseases. So I really enjoyed that. I guess uh, I was, was, I was, you said uh, you weren't sure about the science of it. And that was what I was, I thought you meant dog smelling infected. No, on, no, on no. I think. What did you mean by I, the, the science of it? What were you? Uh, uh, no, I guess I'm trying to find the words right now. For some reason, my brain is feels today really scattered. <laughs> Not science; it's just the idea of using dogs mm-hmm. to okay. find. Yeah, that's that's about it. Um, but I also really like the intense face on, on um, Joe when he, the the editing of the, of the whole entire thing. When the dog first came in, he sniffed him. Okay, great, it's fine. But he's like, but wait, what about the girl? And like, dog is coming and just growling. And you can see Joe and then Ellie's face and Joe's face. And he's like, the, the tension is just growing. And then you hear like, hey, boy. Like, oh, yeah. okay, everything's good. But Yeah, it made me wonder if Ellie had ever interacted with dogs at that moment in time, right? Imagine being that old and only reading about them or maybe just seeing wild dogs or something. You know, I was just wondering if that was like her first time interacting with a domesticated yeah, yeah. dog. And I mean, I'm pretty sure we're all dog lovers here. I love I love dogs. I know Josh well, is 100%. So, wouldn't you think that uh, the QZ would have like working dogs, like German Shepherds? I guess it's possible. I mean, I don't know. I was just wondering, you know, I guess it's possible. I wouldn't say, I'm not saying that I don't think that this was the first time. I just thought it was interesting. Maybe it was the first time interacting with the dog. But I totally get it. I was very, it's like in my head, I'm like, oh shit, this is like really tense but you know she's a main character so you know probably nothing's gonna happen but the way it was shot and depict you know and portrayed it was very tense and i was wondering like how is this gonna play out but she was bitten and she was somewhat like she has that thing in her does it like go away after a while or so like i'm wondering why the dog didn't react didn't destroy her that was kind of confusing to me yeah you're like muted or just the dog was basically really badly trained. I I have I have a couple things with this scene. So I'm not upset at it. I did enjoy it, but you can totally tell the tension on Joel's face is that he was very close to going back to that place that he goes to. 
the place that he remembers when he was holding um, Sarah, the place that he went to when he beat that Fedra to death in front of Ellie. You could t- see it on his face that it was a mixture of that and that that panic, that fear that he's been struggling with in this episode, uh, all coming back, like rushing all at the same time. I thought that was beautifully done to build that tension where he's just like, we're so screwed. Like Ellie's done for the fucking, I'm going to get shot right away. You know what I'm saying? But I do have a theory as to why Ellie did not set off the dog. So there is a theory amongst the Last of Us community. This isn't recent. This is actually kind of old stuff. Is that Ellie does have, she is infected with cordyceps, but she's infected with a variant of the mutation that remains in her system, but does not change her. There are thousands of variants of cordyceps shit we put cordyceps in our drinks there's cordyceps in tea cordyceps in um, certain energy based beverages not carbonated specifically Uh, cordyceps is used in coffee it's not just one strain there are different variants of cordyceps and so they believe that the way that it metastasized in her in her brain because that's how cordyceps works is that it grows on your brain um I think that the dog is not trained to detect this variant of cordyceps. That's my that's my justification for it because well, she is she is infected, she does test positive, but be, that's because it takes a blood sample like the little thing it it's like a little shot kind of like a like when you get when you take insulin or when mm-hmm. you take like you do your a blood test when you're diabetic, it's something akin to that. But they do it close to the head or at the base of the neck because cordyceps grows in your brain and controls you through your nervous system. So it goes down the spine. So I think that because she has this different variant of cordyceps that the dog is not familiar with, that's ultimately what ended up saving her. Yeah, I so I agree with you on that because, I mean, this is a minor and we keep this minor spoiler. But yeah, at the end of the game, you find out the reason why she's immune is because it's a different type of cordyceps. I will say I did some research, uh, meaning that I watched some YouTube videos on cordyceps. They they actually did scientific experiments on insects, and they actually don't. They found zero cordyceps cells on the brain. It's all through the muscular system. Hmm. I don't know the, how to specifically talk about it, but it was they thought it was it would intercept the brain and it controlled them that way, but it actually controlled their muscles and the cordyceps itself is all connected. And so that's how they control. They still don't know for sure on how that is possible, but they were surprised to find out that the cells actually don't are in the brain at all. It's actually throughout the entire, and there's also no known cordyceps in animals per se, like mammals. There's different types of like things that can affect, the brain part that make you do things which is super interesting but as far as a fungi they can control a mammal that is yet to happen and so a lot of scientists so that's where the i think a lot of scientists are like neil degrasse tyson's like this is fucking bullshit this will never happen but so actually if you go outside right now 
um, and find a tree that is not too tall where the branches are kind of maybe like maybe four feet above the ground, like a small branch, maybe Mm. something that doesn't have any leaves. You maybe after like two minutes of looking, you will find an ant with a cordyceps stalk sticking out of its head. Yeah, that's that's right. It's like right above. they're, They're fucking everywhere. A lot of people dismiss, not dismiss, but are unaware of that, but they're so easy to find. I didn't realize that because I thought it was, I mean, I guess that makes sense because I didn't know. But every time I've read about it or watched something about it, it was always about the, in the rainforest, right? Like all the different yeah. insects that are affected. No, you can go out right it. now. You can go in your backyard right now. Excuse me, guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Be right back. What's the Be right back. <laughs> like a, a little telescope. Oh. Not a telescope. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that whole scene, I, re- I like the way it was done. I felt... Joel, Joel, I think, knew... I think he was going to get ready to go into that mode, but he was helpless. I mean, there's nothing... He literally would die. Like, there's there's no way. He was surrounded. He didn't have a weapon. He may have had a pistol, but that dude had the rifle mm. right on him. I don't think there's anything he could have done if that dog, like, attacked... Yeah. Attacked her. Surrounded by people with horses and guns pointing at you. Yeah. I think that was the deciding factor with him. He was just, like... He was helpless, and I think mm-hmm. that was killing him. Like he was just, it was just right. so hard for him because he was helpless and he couldn't do anything. And I think that was what led up to the, his interaction with Tommy when he got really emotional, which we're going to get into because here is we got, we get in, sort of introduced to Maria. We don't know who she is yet, but I kind of, when the camera panned to her, um, she had the, the handkerchief on her face and the camera like panned to her. I kind of thought it was like, is that Maria? Is she's the, but they bring that so they the next scene is cut to them they're coming back to jackson to the town and that's when they're looking around you see kids you just see everyone kind of working together it's sort of the safe haven it's a community and then boom there's tommy and the emotion and just the the sheer like just relief that he finally found him was really well done. And then the, like the shock that Tommy had when he sees him, he's like, Joel, the fuck? So I really enjoyed that moment. I thought that was really, really interesting to see. Josh, what did you think about, about that? Them uh, getting to not, Jackson? It's not, it's not like the game. It is very emotional, very powerful, but it is, uh, it's not a on, the, on theme with how they meet in the game. You would think, right? Cause in the game, they were just like, they just kind of like hugged it out. It was like, hey, I haven't seen you forever. And it, like, it was very, you figure it would be sort of more like how it was in the show, right? Because it had been years. He thought he was dead. Joel didn't know if Tommy was alive in the game. You know, he didn't right. know if he was alive or not. <clears throat> he just knew where he would, he was probably at. Yeah, it was kind of blind luck in the game when they, when you meet back up with Tommy. I mean, shit, this was sort of blind luck too. Well, sure. I mean, he gets mad. He just happenstance gets caught by the group that is at this town. He's in a state just looking for his brother. I thought it was, you know, kind of. I mean, little, he, he he kind of had an idea of where he was going though, and yeah, I thought it was the same. I thought that was the same scenario. I thought the way it just played out a little bit differently, and the emotional part I'm, of it I'm, was very different. I'm also sorry. Can we rewind real quick? So the bridge scene. Sure. Yeah. When when they. When they before they crossed the bridge, I became upset, um, which I think is what led to their capture. I don't know if Steve uh, Peter is already picking up on what I'm talking about. I think I know what you're going to say. He's 
they're just on the other side of the bridge and he just shoots. I guess he wanted to see if anything reacts reacts back. Yeah, but if, if it's any- if it's the if it's the river of death, <laughs> why would you chance that instead of just using your eyes? I'm no, pretty sure that happened before there were, there was a different river. It was before the that was before the bridge. That was when he was teaching no, her how to he, shoot. I thought I I understand. No, that he shoots when they're on the other side of the bridge. Maybe not the exact quote unquote river of death, right? But he's at a river shooting. He's he's at a <laughs> yeah. river that he and Ellie both assume is the river of death. And he's just going to shoot and 100% give away their concealed position. I mean, they didn't even like wait that long to see what happens. They're like, okay, yeah, yeah sure. Go, let's go. Yeah. Like, really? So that actually did cross my mind. I thought, I remember them shooting and seeing the birds fly out. And I was like, okay, you know, there's bad people around. I probably wouldn't be shooting my rifle. Yep. Like that, if you knew there was danger around, maybe that wasn't even when even teaching Ellie how to shoot. I was probably kind of like, eh. I, I just I thought about it for a minute or a split second. And I was just like, whatever. And I didn't think much about it. I get what you're saying. Yeah, though. This, sh- this show is uh, it's really tickling my <laughs> tactical decision making. It's yeah. really uh, it's really getting under my skin in some parts. Yeah, I guess you wouldn't want it if you know if someone tells you, I, I mean, I would have believed marlin when when he says you know the river of death and you know, there's people out there killing infected and humans and stuff like that i would i would have believed him and i probably wouldn't be going around firing my rifle in broad daylight for people to for anyone to hear right that's that's all i wanted to talk about i'm sorry we just no, like we skipped over we skipped over it now it's, it's like, fine like <laughs> hey nah. if i if i that's why before i go into the next scene stop me if i miss something just let me know okay. Okay, in that case, where did they get the two extra horses and how does Ellie know how to ride? Uh, what? Like, that makes no sense. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is true. <laughs> yeah. She's already seen a dog that she's seen a horse and she knows how to ride a horse. I didn't, I didn't, I think, I think that the scene, maybe they felt it was a little too clunky or maybe Pedro Pascal himself is not that experienced of a rider and wouldn't be able to dismount with Ellie behind him the way that they ride later on. Um, uh, it's just riding a horse, especially when it's galloping, it's extremely difficult. For yeah, because they, they were going pretty fast. Yeah. When they were coming to the to the gate, they were booking it, and that person was like waving the flag or whatever. I mean, they were booking it. Like, it was... I get that, yeah. But maybe she was trained. Who knows? Maybe Fedra has had horses had too. Horses. I don't know. Yeah. It was one of the things I, th- I thought about that for a split second. It wasn't enough for me to I, sort of I, like. I also did think about that. Yeah. It's, I was like, oh, Ellie can ride horses. You know, and just like, the fact that there's two extra horses conveniently. Well, well two the- extra horses um, in a situation like that, it does make sense to me just to have them stowed or with somebody who's in the yeah. rear of the formation. Out of I'm, sight. I'm but the dog, the dog guy had to walk back. Yeah. But, <laughs> but did, were there two uh, horses without riders when they encircled them? No, no. I mean, or, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you might have somebody who's in the rear 
like get oh out, yeah like not not I, part of the circle of fuck you you know what I'm sort saying? of to make sure that there's nobody else around that could surprise Correct. attack them yeah that makes sense and, that's possible right, that yeah. also also they rolled up on them with a lot of confidence so for all we know they could have been spotted a ways off from some kind of observation position and then gone there with the intent of either fucking killing them or bringing them back. So they probably went out there with a plan. That's the, that's the way that I rationalize the extra horses. But I also was like, Ellie's riding the fuck out of that horse. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm impressed. I also was like, God damn, like <laughs> I can't ride a horse that good. Fuck. All right. Yeah, that was my thing. Moving on. Brothers hugging. Awesome. Yeah. And what did you think about the that scene with with jo- uh, Joel and Tommy? It was a sweet moment. <laughs> In the beginning, I thought that um, Tommy was building a noose, <laughs> like noose stand. But like hanging, I thought I the same thing. <laughs> oh, like a, like yeah, like yeah. The, the, yeah. I thought yeah. the same thing. I was like, the building, I, I was like, this is like a really like fucked up place. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like and you guys are. I just thought it was scaffolding. I don't know what it was. I was just like, I thought this. That was immediately just, where my mind went to. <laughs> it was like one stick that like protrudes out to him. Like, hmm, okay. Yeah, that's funny. I Charming. thought the same thing. Yeah, I was like, are they going to be hanging people soon? They're hanging they like, a sign. <laughs> fuck um but the the um interaction with the two brothers was really cool and i feel like that was the only time where it felt real and then i feel like afterwards it just went downhill from there from i don't know if you want to get into it now or not but no, go ahead because the, the next scenes is basically the revelations of maria and them being engaged and then yeah um I and mean, then the moment alone, yeah. So that's the, this is where we get into some of the more interesting uh, dialogue that we got. I think the most interesting dialogue is where most of the stuff happened was at this point. Yeah, just like imagine traveling for, I bet you it was like four months to go save your brother and your brother is perfectly fine, found a brand new life. You know, it's Christmas time. They have electricity. He has a wife or a spouse of some sorts and they're expecting a baby. He doesn't need saving. So I kind of felt for uh, Joel right there where I felt like he betrayed him in a way. But at the same time, I do understand why Tommy did that. I mean, do you feel like Joel rolled up like, why isn't your life harder? Yeah, basically. <laughs> How like, dare why? you? <laughs> why are you having a good time? What is this Christmas yeah. tree? Um, here I am thinking I need to save you because you're not saying anything. A little phone call would have been like, yeah, I'm okay, cool. Leave me alone. Um, so yeah, I, I feel the betrayal from Joe. You know what? That's a very interesting point because their whole thing in this commune which we can talk about that conversation which was funny <laughs> that was great was he said that he the, the one the revelation was that he stopped communicating because they didn't want to bring it undue attention to themselves and i thought the only why couldn't he just say joel i am fine but i can no longer talk to you anymore yeah and something something along those lines of don't come searching for me. You don't need to come for me. I'm perfectly okay. This is my last transmission. That's it. 
Like, why couldn't he do that instead of being completely? Josh, what are you, what are you about to say? Something? No, I'm about, I'm agreeing with you because okay. in the sh- the show, the plot point, the original plot point is that Joel is trying to leave the QZ to go find his brother. The game is different because the original plot point is to get Ellie from here to there. Well, in the game, the point was to get Ellie to the Fireflies, Fireflies which. The whole that was ended up with the whole thing with Marlene, where Marlene in the game actually ends up being killed by Fedra, and that's where their whole plan went to shit. And that's where Joel's like, "Fuck it, we're gonna go find Tommy." That wasn't he wasn't going to save Tommy. The whole point was him to find Tommy, and then he was gonna. I'm pretty sure he had it made up in his mind by that point to ask Tommy to take Ellie because he just didn't want to take her anymore at that point. What? What is not why they decided to go see Tommy in the game was because. What? What did you say about Marlene? Ellie. Not Marlene. I got the names messed up. Uh, Tess. Tess gets killed. Oh, I was like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Tess gets killed by Fedora, not Marlene. Sorry. But that whole plan went to shit, and that's why they wound up going to Tommy, because he had no no better plan other than to do that. And that's why. And then in the show, the whole was sort of similar, right? Isn't that, isn't that what happened? Isn't that why they went to go find Tommy? Well, in the show, he's still trying to accomplish his main goal. It just happens to line up with his secondary goal, which is to get Ellie to the Fireflies. I don't know where the Fireflies are. He's like, I still want to go find my brother. That's my main goal. But also, you need to get to the Fireflies, and my brother used to be one, so I'm assuming he would know somewhere to go. I'm just trying to remember in the show when it was decided to go find Tommy. It's always been decided. From the beginning. From the beginning, when he fucking gave the cigarettes to the radio guy and asked where this Because they wanted the batteries. Was. Okay. That was the whole they thing. The, yeah. They wanted the truck battery. Yeah, that's right. They wanted the battery. That dude fucked it up. Okay. Now I remember now. Okay. Okay, I thought you guys were still, still talking. No, no, no. no I'll, okay. All good here. I said I need you guys and gals to talk about this because I don't have good notes. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, okay, so where did we leave off? So they're in the cafeteria. So yes. this is this is kind of uh, where you get a little you guys both get a little bit cut off from the game because I recognize that place and there are other things that happen in that place where i was like like i was like doing the leo dicaprio <laughs> again i was like like <laughs> um so the whole scene was nice for me there are a lot of hidden kind of like dialogue aspects about their conversations that are referenced in other aspects in the game that obviously M doesn't pick up on them. And there are only a few that Peter might be able to pick up on, but I did enjoy that scene as a whole. And I really liked how they made Joel and Ellie kind of eat like savages. Like they're just like prison style holding their forks. (laughs) Like it's, I haven't had a proper meal in forever. Oh that my god, pie this is looked awesome. really good. Yeah, all their food looked good. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm sure anything would look good to them. Shit. 
Yeah, that could have been a, that could have been an MRE that they just poured out of a bag, and they probably would have been like, "Oh my god." <laughs> yeah, I I liked the. <laughs> it sort of happened earlier with Marlon and Elaine when at least talking and cursing, and Maria's like, "Damn, like you know, kids don't normally talk like that here." And that was yeah. that was the time because she got pissed because one of the kids, I guess, one of the girls was like staring at her and. That's when she's like cursing and she's like, oh, I can teach them, <laughs> you know, and I thought that was a really funny line. And it just it it's just Maria seemed kind of taken aback by the way Ellie talked. Em, are you going to say something? That girl staring thing was very weird. I feel like it's going to come back. OK. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> no, it's just that the hung on, hung on that girl for such a long time. It's just it was super weird. Yeah, and so that that uh, ended up they ended up breaking away after that point, right? Because Maria takes them on a tour. Well, we also found out that they're uh, a quote unquote family of some sorts. Yeah, they're well, Tommy Maria and, and Tommy Maria, are married, yeah. and yeah, they go on the tour, and that's where they get the line about uh, them being a commune, and Joel's like, "So communism," <laughs> and then. Tommy's like, what? <laughs> the revelation in his face that this is actually, this is communism because everyone yeah. does their part. Everyone rotates. Everyone does everything. It's like a community. Everyone has to do do their part. And like Tommy's reaction of realizing that it was communism was hilarious to me. He's just like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> They're from Texas, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a red state and here you are learning that you live in the communist society boy's brain got blown well, out of the water actually, it's it's funny so this is again another interaction between myself and my spouse she looks over to me and because i also laughed at tommy's face um she looks over and she was like isn't communism bad and i was like i was like april no <laughs> and i had to explain to her like it works kind of when you're in a when it's a colony like this small it's not that many people not everybody. And I had to explain to her kind of like what communism was. Yeah. As you a have an entire country and millions of people. It doesn't it's, work. It very gets well. hard. Yeah. yeah. It's a little bit, a little more difficult. All right. Well, that's not what this show's about. It's not about <laughs> talking about uh, geopolitical status <laughs> of, an, of an economy and social structure and all that stuff. Well, I mean, all that, all that's, I want to get to the, I want to get to Tommy and Joel. Is there I anything? I actually have a question. Okay. I do not remember. Does anybody remember whether or not Ellie, when she pets the young horse, if the horse is named? Yes. Shimmer. Yes. Okay. Why do you say <laughs> that? <laughs> Nothing. What? Because of the horse I'm in not. the is that the horse the name of the horse I'm in the not, game? I'm not gonna say anything. You already spoiled it. I'm not going to say anything. I don't know what you're referencing because I was, I'm pretty sure I was. It's great that you don't. It's amazing. I'm super lost right now. You're, you're. That's fine. Be lost. Moving on. L-O-S-T. I'm really, I'm bothered now because I don't know. I played the game and I don't know what you're talking about. It's fine. I know what I'm talking about. What are you talking about? I can't tell you. Is it because it has to do with Last of Us Part Two? I don't know. Play the game. (laughs) (laughs) 
Dude, I'm so weirded out right now. I have no idea what because I thought Shimmer was named the horse from Last of Us Part One. Am I wrong? Did they name the horse? Was the horse's name different in the game? I don't believe the horse is named in the game. No, she calls him something, and Joel is like, "Why?" Like he mentioned, he like he has a conversation with her about the name of the horse. All right. Anyways, I'm gonna look this up. Don't, <laughs> Peter. I'm telling you right now, part for one your safety. The horse from part one. Callus. Okay, it wasn't Shimmer. The horse's name in The Last of Us Part 1 was Callus. Okay, great. I have no idea what... If you could just tell me, it's like... I'm not gonna tell you. You could just say, hey, this is something that could be a spoiler in the next game. That's what I'm referencing. It is is something that could be a spoiler for you in the next game. Okay, why did you just fucking say that? And I don't want you to know what I know, Peter. I'm not gonna look it it up. I am not gonna look it up. All you have to say is it's a spoiler. It's possible spoilers for Last of Us 2. I don't want to say anymore. That's all you had to fucking say. Okay, well... What are you talking about? Here's the next thing that I'm going to say. Play the game. I okay, will that's... play the game. So... I didn't even play the game. I know what he's talking next about. few years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. All right. Anyways, they divide up and then Maria go or at some point they divide up. And I know Ellie takes a shower and she winds up in Maria and they have this weird thing. But I don't care about anything. All that all other than the fact that Maria tells she learns, explains the story about Sarah to Ellie. And then it was like this right. revelation. And she's like, oh, that makes a whole lot of sense. You know, and, and she's sort of like, you shouldn't, Marisa, you shouldn't trust Joel. And then Ellie, you know, was saying, oh, what, because he killed people? You know, Tommy did too. Do you not trust him? I just love that the way she pokes back at her. Because I felt, I didn't really, I feel like Maria kind of annoyed me with that conversation. I don't know how you all felt. Like, what is she trying to do here to like, She's trying to protect her or or what? But anyways, the, the issue is that she's a child. So she's she's not as set in her ways the way that Joel is. And I think that that's she's trying to capitalize on that. And like what she said, what did she say in the when they first started sitting down and talking? She's like, you'll learn manners while you have where you're here. Mm-hmm. Like, OK, so, you know, you'll learn. Do you think so? You think she's trying to sort of recruit her to have sure. her? Is that what you're thinking in that conversation? Just, I know that she's trying to take. I'm sure that she's heard stories about Joel. From I mean, she's she's yeah, she she has she specifically uh, alludes to Joel's behavior. Exactly. Like, so she knows that Joel, although not particularly an evil person, can be dangerous. Now, regardless of the fact that Joel is not directly exhibiting this behavior at this time, that does not mean that she does not believe that Ellie might be under threat and Ellie is a child. Yeah. Okay. So she, yeah, that was sort of, she's trying to protect her. She thinks she's protecting her in some, some way. Yeah. She thinks that she's protecting her and also Tommy at the same time, because she knows the stories from somewhere, right? Basically Tommy, she, you know, spoke to her about what he and his brother did. And I guess in her head, in order for her to accept this guy and marry him and have a kid with him, I think she has to first get over the fact thinking that Tommy did these things, but he was in her head influenced by it, influenced by Joe. Correct. You know, 
yeah, is uh, manipulated by him. So in her head, Joe is an evil person and Ellie is young and susceptible and she must be um, protected exactly. by all cause. Also, yeah. you know, she was a mother of the same, of a, of a kid that she lost, which is about the age of Ellie and so on and so forth. So I bet you that mothering instinct of must protect is overriding everything that, you know, she she knows about Ellie or something and knows about Joel. I think that makes sense. That was sort of the vibe I was getting with is she was sort of, I don't want to say indoctrinating her, but she was sort of trying to pull her away from Joel, but she's not having it, right? Ellie is yeah. like, she's very attached, attached to Joel, which we'll find out later after the bombshell that, that we learned, sort of bombshell. I, so I want to go back to, to Tommy and, and Joel, which was an insane this scene wasn't this scene wasn't insanely good, but it made me think a whole lot about Joel's feelings. Tommy's like sort of I don't want to say humble bragging, but he's sort of he's so happy. He's just talking about how happy he is and how great his life is. Right. And I'm thinking in my head, like, dude, your brother's been through some shit. Maybe you should like ease up on some of the things that you're talking about or like sort of rephrase it and then immediately Joel's like fucking pissed right about about all that stuff so I thought it was an interesting dynamic and I totally could see where Joel was coming from and I thought and that's when we learned that the thing that really set Joel off I think was when he when Tommy revealed that Maria was pregnant and he was talking about being a good father and all that and I think that really triggered Joel because of his past his past trauma so and you were going to say something about this scene go ahead uh, even like before that scene, like everything leading up to the scene where, um, you know, they're eating the food and then Ellie's like, this is absolutely amazing. And, you know, throws a little few F-bombs here and there. And then Joe's like, no, we, we had a good, we had a good. And then something around the horse area where Ellie also says like, yeah, it was pretty hard. And Joe's like, no, it wasn't that hard. It was pretty good. Like we're having good. So throughout the mm. whole entire time, Joe is kind of like trying to put this barrier, even like lying that Tess is still alive and fine. And, you know, like everything's great and dandy. Like I am not having a hard time. So he's kind of like lying. Yeah, to he's his trying, to, brother. trying to keep up appearances. Yes. So that yeah. was pretty, yeah. that's pretty interesting. And so eventually that all comes crashing down later on. But for the whole entire interaction from the moment that they stopped hugging, through the whole entire, you know, uh, sh- um, what do you, what do you call a person that does shoes? What as a specific whatever? To the what? time oh. when they're talking with the sh- with in the shoe area, Joe is like, um, trying to. He's basically he's lying to his brother, saying that everything is perfect, everything is dandy, which is pretty interesting. Oh yeah, before yeah, because that I don't know if he was. Oh, you're talking about Joel was lying to me. Yeah, I just thought in that scene, which leads up to the second, the next scene when they're together and they sort of have it out, and that's when Joel sort of reveals all of the emotion, all the 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 how everything's been weighing on him. But Josh, what did you think about the whole thing with Tommy and and Joel? And we can also talk about when. Tom, or Joel asked Tommy to take over because of how he's afraid and he doesn't want to fail and things like that. We can talk about that scene too. So what do you think about 
I really thought that that was probably the the main thing about the show that this episode that it really grabbed me or that I really stuck out to me was the interaction between Tommy and Joel for the most part. Um, I enjoyed this scene a lot, actually. I thought it was beautiful, well played out. Which specific uh, one? The one when he's talking about the, the one, great. the one when they're in the tipsy bison. <laughs> okay, when they're drinking together, when, and they're, when they're drinking together, kind of okay. gotcha. yeah, catching up. Yeah, uh, I thought that that be- that scene was beautiful. I thought it was uh, amazingly acted. The tension was there. The 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 snapbacks once it, once it got a little bit more tense. I totally was like, that's totally on theme for something that Joel would say. I thought that the entire interaction was very uh, believable because Joel is coming here and he's been through so much shit to get here. And like you said, Tommy is kind of like humble bragging and it does make Joel feel bad. But I think that the thing that gets to him, maybe it's not even directed in that way towards Joel is when he says, I think I'd make a pretty good dad. Yes. And then he sa- he mm-hmm. says, mm-hmm. yeah, well, I guess we'll see. Yes. You know that Joel's perception of the world at this point is that everything fucking sucks and nobody is safe. So you saying that to me is making me feel like your perception of me is that I failed. Even though that is not Tommy's perception of Joel, is that Joel is a failure. But Joel might think that Tommy thinks that, which is why he gives him that retort. Hey, I think I'd make a pretty good dad. And Joel says, yeah, we'll see. I failed. Why would you succeed if I failed? I'm the oldest. That's, that's what I got from the scene. That's a really interesting way to yeah. put it. I think I had a little bit, I thought it was a little bit almost jealousy. Yeah. That too. Mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. Joel, because he didn't he got his chance and it was taken away from him to be a be a good father. He was a good father from all intents and purposes, right? He had a right. great really he had a wonderful relationship with his daughter from what we could see. And so I took it out, it was just like a huge an emotion he got overtaken by the jealousy of it all, like everything. How good his life is, how nice everything is going for Tommy, and Tommy's now gonna be a dad and and while well, Joel's been you know, just fucking living shithole after shithole, just terrible situation after terrible situation. So I think I, I do see where you're coming from. And I agree. I don't think any of us are wrong in this aspect. I thought it came from more of a place of jealousy and, and whatnot. And that's why he kind of lashed out in that sort of negative way. Um, not saying that I don't think you're right or wrong. I just thought that was the way I was thinking it when I saw that scene. Um, you had your hand raised. What were you going to say? <laughs> teacher, teacher. Yeah. Um, I I know. (laughs) Uh, I also got another thing out of it where I feel like Joe was still stuck in the past. Meanwhile, Tommy is ready to move on and to, you know, try to start a new family in this crappy world. So that's another perspective. That's it, teacher. Yeah. So then that leads into the next scene, which I thought. I think it was probably my favorite scene out of the next one, which we're going to talk about with Ellie. Was Joel pouring all of his emotion out to Tommy and basically begging Tommy to take Josh. You look confused. What were you going to say? Well, there is that, but I really liked it. made me emotional um, when Joel walks out of that, that place and he sees he has those flashbacks of Sarah when he leaves the. Oh, yeah. 
that you can see that that wound, despite the fact that it's so old, it's still very, very fresh. Well, it wasn't even like a flashback. It wasn't a flashback. It was just a girl that, yeah. Yeah, but but you still... Yeah, but you still have him thinking about right, right. He's yeah, having he, he's having flashbacks of memories, even if they're not shown to the to the viewer. But I mean, eventually he has a flashback. But just right. seeing a girl that looks like Sarah from the back, and the little gr- another little girl, like a little eight year old, comes over, she, you know, thinking like, oh, this could have been my ch- I, this could have been my grandchild for us, yeah. far as I know. Yeah, I was. I just know that that bad. was that that was particularly hard for him. But yeah. I knew I do know that him feeling that way was only exacerbated by the conversation that he had just had with his brother. Yeah. That was such a heavy scene and I, I loved it. Just the way that it was portrayed, you know, yeah. just slow-mo music and all that stuff. And it's just like, fuck man, like that was really just heavy. But, and then, so that led up to the, basically, I don't know what they were doing. They were showing like a movie. I can't, I don't even know what movie that was. I can't remember, but they were having like a movie night. They had popcorn and, you know, every, all a the, lot of kids there, man. All the kids were there and, you know, everything was great. And then Tommy comes back to Joel where Joel was at this shoe station. I don't know what, what I don't also don't know what it's called, but trying to fix his boots. And then they have the conversation. That's when he basically pours it all out about like why he wants Tommy to take her. And, you know, can you, is this journey can this journey be made and all these things and then basically he's just he just lets it all out he's he talks about henry and sam what he saw with her and reveals that she's immune and it was such a hard watch to see him that emotional i felt like because yeah. i mean we hadn't seen joel that way really the gamer's you know? not used to that at all yeah and it was I, it was really kind of hard to watch to see that. I felt like for Joel in that scene, you know, all everything that he had been through, and he's just like, I can't do this anymore. He, I think, I think he means it. I think he just doesn't want to do it because he's afraid to fail. You know, he is for one, all he doesn't think he can do it. You know, he's he's too old. He can't. He just has all these doubts, and he doesn't want to fail Ellie, and also that calls back to his previous trauma with Sarah. And so that was just a, such a moving scene and was just like really, really hard to watch, but it was so, so good. So, um, well, what were you thinking in, in that scene at that moment? It was so touching. Um, Pedro Pascal did such an amazing job, um, bringing that deep emotion, that, uh, emotion of being pushed, physically and emotionally to the limits throughout the whole entire journey. And then finally thinking, even though I don't believe that's the truth, um, thinking that he's just a failure, which is, was very, it was hard on me. Um, well, I don't, not, not going to go really into it, but my dad is about his age. Well, a little bit older and being as immigrants trying to make a living in America wasn't easy, you know, per se. Mm-hmm. So I kind of felt that as well, just seeing this pretty old man trying to make the best out of a situation, but it is the life is so hard at this time of age. It was very, very emotional for me. Okay. 
Yeah, that's an interesting dynamic there. Um, I never would have connected that with immigrant and immigrant and stuff. That's no, interesting. it's not even that, but just I just see my dad in him. You oh, know, okay. it's yeah, like just having a really hard, difficult time and thinking you're not doing enough. You're thinking you're getting old and it's no longer what it used to be. You don't have your strength anymore, and you can see that he's kind of broken down. His shoes broken. His hands are broken. He's just just like a broken spirit at that point. Yeah. You can see that that hairline fracture didn't heal all the way. Yeah. He's struggling. That hairline fracture he got from beating that Fedra months ago. Yeah. Still when you're older, it doesn't you heal, heal up. the same. Yeah. He all brings right, so- that up. He's like, you're, he tells Tommy, he's like, you're still young. You still got, you're strong still. You know, he's basically, he's letting him, he's letting him know, like, I'm not, I'm scared because I don't feel like I'm capable anymore. I'm not who, I'm not the way I used to be anymore. And I feel like he's really that scared because he's beginning to really consider Ellie as part of his family as well. Being on the road for four months, even though he's like, you're my cargo, you're my cargo. And, you know, it just grows on you. The relationship grows on you. And the fear yeah. of losing somebody grows on him because he has lost many people throughout his life. All right. I want to get to uh, Josh. I, I, I want to hear your thoughts on this, but I want to get to Ellie and Joel's. That's like the climactic scene, right? Is when. Right. And it's ba- basically verbatim the dialogue of, of what happened in the game in that scene when they, when they part. So is there anything? Yeah, it's, just, between- it's just not the same situation, but yeah, I feel you. Yeah. So. Was there anything between Tommy? I don't think I asked you this. Is there anything? Oh, between- no. I mean, I haven't. Yeah, it was beautiful. I thought that it was very heartfelt, very sincere of his of his character to open up like that. You know, he's revealing how vulnerable he really is, uh, how he really feels to his brother. Mm. Um, this is not something we get uh, in the video game, Joel. The video game, Joel, kind of just, he's like, I nope. just, I need you to do it. I can't do it. I've done my part. You fucking do it. But the show, Joel, is a lot more emotional about it. And we can kind of, I sympathize with it. And I'm not upset by the change in his demeanor or his attitude towards the situation. It's a little bit different in the sense that in the game, Joel is trying to pass it off as I don't care enough to continue but i actually it's because i don't want to hurt myself because i have bonded with this child and so but he doesn't reveal that to tommy but in the show the revelation is real where he's telling him like i can't do it he's revealing that i'm not as strong and i just i just thought it was a, a beautiful scene i and think pedro pascal is an excellent actor oh. and he continues to prove it time and time of he, fucking again go ahead i said he acted his ass off but here's the thing i think if we had that version of joel on tv it'd be a little bit probably be a bit more boring to have someone just so kind of stoic and closed off the entire like every episode i think having a more emotional joel is better for tv than versus the game version yeah in my opinion because I mean, you don't hire Pedro Pascal to not not act. It's just be stoic, right? <laughs> you, you need a performance. And it works, too. I'm not even complaining because I think 
I mean, that scene hit hard. That I all... mean, not ev- not everybody can nail stoicism. I think it's more. I think I don't want to say more believable, but I feel like on TV, when it comes to acting, I think it's better to see that on screen versus stoicism. Also, I feel for like something it, like this. I feel like it hurt that much more harder towards the end, <laughs> where we don't know what happened to him. Yeah. 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 So entire character arc was a little bit more gut punching at the end. Like, oh no. Yeah. There's a. All right. So then the one gripe I had was like, so Ellie apparently hears this conversation because he walks, he basically goes back to the house to tell Ellie this. This is what's happening. But Ellie already knows. And then they have this whole like back and forth and she's. A famous line, I'm not your daughter, Joel. Like, I know what happened. I'm not your daughter. And then Joel's like, you don't know. And he's just like pissed, you know, about having this conversation. He just basically just shuts down and, and that's it. So that whole dialogue was actually similar to the game. In the game, Ellie knows what's happening and she like rides off. And then they get into this like little, uh, he finds her and then they have this conversation. And then they get in a tussle with. Um, yeah, she she rides off. In the like, they're not behind. They're not in Jackson, basically. Like she runs off in an area that's unsafe. Yeah, and then of course there's bad guys there, and there's a whole thing that happens after they had that emotional talk, which then led to Joel changing his mind. You know, when they're writing back because he he regrets what happened. But so that whole, I liked the way they shot. I was I was listening to the dialogue. I was like, shit, that's just like what happened in the game, and I loved it. I thought it was really good and. Craig Mazin says that there's certain things in the game that he wants to keep exactly the same because he feels like it's, it's, I don't think he said perfect, but he really likes the way it was done. So, and I'm going to go with you on this one because you hadn't played the game. How did you feel about that dynamic and what happened between Joel and Ellie when he basically tells her, I'm done and you need to go with Tommy? Um... I don't know. There's like so many mixed feelings right now. Mm. And the feelings were both, you know, like he's acting like a child. She's acting like a child. This is obviously not going to end pretty, not going to end well at all. Knowing that there's a two main characters, I figure out that they're going to figure this out eventually and then still keep going on their journey. Um, But it's just, there was very raw emotionally uh, from the two of them, or just you felt like the character arc has been is basically peaking at this moment where everything is coming down to a wire. And like, you have to help me. I can't, you know, I can't go out without you. And then at the same time, Joe thinking I cannot fail you. So it's, it was just raw <laughs> for me. Very mm. raw. Josh, what about yep. you? So you you play the game, and so you know what both how both there's, scenes play out. There's o- so. there's only one thing that I wish they had kept from the game's conversation, and that's when Joel says her name when she starts to talk. Because in the in the show, he's like, "Don't," right? But in mm-hmm. the show, in the game, he interrupts her. He says, mm. "Ellie." You are treading on some mighty thin ice here. I fucking I love that line. 
that's such mm. like a, I thought that it really gave to like his anger at what she had said as, as instead of like I think that in the sh- sorry I think that in the show the vibe that I got was that Joel felt like an ounce of 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 like emotional betrayal from her but in the game it felt more like anger in that moment where he's like trying to silence her about talking about it so in the game portion what i was getting with that scene when he says that line is that he because like i said he never opens up emotionally and she's starting to crack that with with because that's a super soft spot a soft spot obviously right and so she's starting to crack that and he's he's like no and it just pisses him off even more because he doesn't want to be vulnerable to, to anybody yeah to mm-hmm. anybody and he know and he knows and she's she's basically the the only chisel that can crack that because of Correct. who she is in the scenario that they're in and so that's why i really love that scene in the game is when he says it because he's getting ready to and it sort of happens when he does don't i think both those scenarios play even though the don't was more emotional the other one was more of pushback anger you know yeah. and but that's the best way. I, that's the best way that I could that I could describe it in my head was that, especially in the game, because he's still so closed off. Like they don't they, even at that point in the game, that's beyond the halfway point, and they hardly have any like real like emotional connection because Joel's so shut down. Versus in the, in the show, but I love the. I just I love both the way they both played out. But I'm sorry, that was yeah. what I was just thinking yeah. about when he says you're treading a mighty thin ice here. He he feels the un, the, the entire thing happening. was yeah the entire thing was a beautiful scene. Both <clears throat> the, in the show and the game are very emotional, very powerful, and I do commend them for executing it and in, in, in the performance that they did. Uh, but that's really all I had to to say. Okay, I mean I'm fine. I'm ready to move on to the yeah. to the University of Colorado. Unless yeah. M, you had something else that you wanted to. to say before we get to the end of the episode no not really i just really like the scene that's about it like i said you know you want to know something cool so Mm -hmm. when that uh scene was being mo-capped for the game that shove where ashley johnson pushes troy baker who plays joel Mm -hmm. in the last of us that was improv because (laughs) that pushes improv because he says that he wasn't like he wasn't on her level and she was trying to like get it out of him that's the only reason that Ellie pushes Joel in the game is because Ashley Johnson was like, "Will you fucking act, please?" <laughs> that's so that's probably like where he actually was a little angry when he said that line. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So right before, so then this is what's really so they sleep on it. This is basically I, I could take it right. They go yeah. their separate ways. They sleep on it, and so then like Tommy's with her in the stable. They're going to get the horses. Lo and behold, Joel is there with the horse, and then. So a little go back and forth goes. I don't remember specific what's said, and then he basically just says, "I just wanted to, blah, 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 I just wanted to give you a choice." And she says, "Let's go!" And <laughs> just gives him the thing. I loved it. I was cracking up, and I was like, I kind of like wanted. I almost felt like I was going to tear up a little bit because I fucking love that. Is that that just? And then going back to what we were talking about is Joel or Elias so attached to Joel because that's the only father figure she's ever had, and that's just like, I mean, even. I think most of us can attest to it. We've seen it. 
no matter how pissed off you are at your father or what he may do something fucked up or do something wrong that's like still your father you still love him you still want to you know you're still attached to him and that's sort of like the vibe i was getting they had a moment where probably some things were said yeah Josh, were you going to say something? Were I was going to say, say it was just a little argument. They're fine. Yeah. It was a heavy, it was a heavy argument, but they, some, you know, they. I feel like they needed that too. Oh yeah. Sometimes you just need a good fight. Get it, get it out get on it the out. table. Yeah. That's yeah. actually what opens it up. Get that out of the table, you know, shoot off some steam. Yeah. They, then on. they start, they, she gets on the horse. They start traveling together. Beautiful scenery, beautiful cinematography of the two of them on the horse. Amazing. Uh, they do a little talking, conversing. That was all really, really fun stuff. When he's like, I really wanted to be a singer. She's like, you got to sing now. <laughs> Which was also from the game. That yep. Was, yep, they talk about that. That was, yeah. And now it's all come, <laughs> kind of coming back to me. You know, I just beat the game. It feels like it's been ages since I beat the game now. But yeah, that was, it's right. After they have that fight in both the game and in, in the show is when they really opened up. I feel like obviously now they're a little bit more opened up to each other versus how the game portrayed them. But I feel like this. This episode has some really amazing lines throughout the whole entire, uh, you know. Yeah. Throughout the whole entire episode, there was some really amazing lines. Um, when they walked up to the dam, she's like, damn. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you're <laughs> no Will Livingston. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I really, I really liked that whole, like, you know, you could have lied. I would have believed you. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> when... Um, when the, the quote would be like, you know... Um, People that you trust the most will hurt you, or no, can, will betray you. How does the quote go when she was when she was cutting her hair? That was also a really good line. I don't remember the specific. I know what you're yeah. saying. But yeah, it's something like along the lines of the people you trust the most will hurt you the most, or something. Will like betray that. you, betray or you. yeah. And then the next line that was really absolutely amazing was he's he's finally teaching her how to shoot a rifle. <laughs> And he's like, oh, yeah. you know, breathe in, breathe out slowly, squeeze in like hilarious. the trigger, like you know, and she's like, are you going to shoot it or make, to make it pregnant or something? <laughs> I was like, I was floored at that moment. And then the whole entire singing was little skit was I just amazing. Want the, I just want the brick thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We need a brick or a bottle at some point. So, so I'm not jumping ahead, jumping ahead. We did get a video game esque scene is when he chokes the dude out and breaks his neck. I mean, I, you know, I don't think he ever breaks anyone's neck in the game, chokes people out, but that reminded me of the game, that whole scene yeah. when he chokes dude out. So, that <clears throat> that leads them. So, I really like this, but they did, they left some things out that we got in the game, I think. So, the monkeys in the game actually were carriers. If I remember correctly, Josh, right? They were actually oh, carriers. Yeah. So we learned through recordings that you go and through this scene in, in the game, there's a series of recordings you find that leads you to basically find out that shit went south and they had to pack up and leave, mm. right? Versus them just seeing it on a map or whatever. So obviously it made sense to do it the way they did in the show versus the game. But in one of the things, you, I, I can't remember if it's a recording or something you read, the monkeys actually bit somebody or bit him one of the lab guys and they can actually, they don't have the cordyceps so they don't go crazy and turn into zombies, but they actually can carriers. infect people. Yeah. They're not, they're just carriers. Not that that was interesting. I did like the fact that they had the monkeys in there though. Josh, so what did you think about that? She like, yeah, I thought, I like thought those? that was funny. It is, yeah. it is a callback to the game and I appreciated it. Well, yeah. now that you said it, I'm kind of mad at them for not saying that the monkeys are the carriers. That's like, that's a really cool thing. I wish yeah. you could have included it. Yeah, I think I mean, you, you don't shoot any monkeys in the game. There's no, no monkeys but, at all in the game. You know, stay away from the monkey. Don't pet the monkey. <laughs> yeah. 
type of so, vibe. But I was really curious. So this is nothing, Josh, in the game versus what happens in the show. So in the show, we see they real after the this happened pretty quickly, which was fine by me because that whole in the game that whole sequence is like I don't know, it's pretty long. I'd say it's about thirty minutes to an hour, depending on how long you how many times you die, whatever, right? This happens in a series of like about five to ten minutes, which I was fine with. I didn't have any issues with it because it's mostly gameplay elements that you're skipping. This and is when you. Isn't this? Isn't this? Isn't it at the university where you fight the bloater in the gym? No, that was earlier on in the game when you're with uh, Bill. Remember, you're with Bill when you fight the bloater. Maybe there was a scene when you fought a bloater in there. I can't remember now. I just played the fucking game and I can't remember. I remember in the gym. It's been a long time. The gym was with Bill when you fight okay. the bloater for the first time. I remember that. Uh, and what were you gonna say? Um, and I actually continue. I, I I'll ask okay. this question later. So I like the way it's portrayed in this game when Joel gets injured. So or in the movie in the show. So we see after they get they figure this out that they packed up and left. Surprise, there's raiders there, right? And so they try to sneak away and one of the raiders attacks them and basically he winds up with a broken bat stabbed in, into him. I was interested in to see how this played out because in the game it's a little bit more dramatic or a little bit more crazy because he falls and gets impaled by a rebar. And so he has to like... Yeah, so I thought, I thought that the the thing about the game is a little bit better of a plot point than what happens in the show because in the show he just fucking yanks the bat out and i you would think that <laughs> being a survivor of 20 years of shit shows in the fucking in this country and in this the condition that society is in you would think that he would know better than to pull a yeah. bat out I have so, zero survival instinct in me. And you I never was like, pull don't out, do yeah. it. Don't do it. You never pull it. out the object don't. until you, you never yeah. pull it out. And then, but in the game, in the <laughs> sorry, game, sorry. In you, the, <laughs> did you, did, I'm going to clip that now and have to like, never pull it out. <laughs> <laughs> I in can't the, help in the, it. In the game, it's a lot more believable why you'd have to remove the item because in the game, Joel and a hunter are fighting. They're duking it out and they push each other over like a high area through some glass and land on concrete that has exposed rebar. And so Joel lands on it and they can't separate. Yeah, it's It's sticking sticking straight straight up. up. Right. Joel lands on it. It's in the same spot. The wound is in the same spot in his in his abdomen. But he can't move, so, yeah, so has she to. has to pull him up. So that, in my head, that like that scenery makes more sense. Maybe logistically, it would have been more difficult to film. I think it's a bit much. I think that's like too much for a TV show, like to land on rebar like that and then pull yourself. Maybe if the rebar was lower. Because it was pretty high. I feel like he, they, it was like fucking high. If I remember the game, they like pull him off and, of it. In the, in the game, in the game, it's like a, it's a story that he falls. He falls a whole story. Yeah. I mean, so my, my, my thing was, I think I didn't have a problem with it. They just, they just did it in a different way. You know, like I didn't, I didn't have a problem with the way, because the main plot point 
I, so I think what the game did better was showing how fucked up Joel was because you're like stumbling, everything's blurry, and you know you're playing as Joel. I liked that part in the game, and we didn't get that so much in the show. But ultimately, I think the way it's depicted is it's it's fine because he gets injured in the same spot, and. He, and he has a fight with the with the, the hunters or whatever the the raiders is what they call them in the show. I really didn't have a I have a particular issue with that, although the rebar probably would have been a more gnarly scene. I think, but I think it was a bit much. I think I don't know. I think maybe it was just a little bit too unbelievable for that to happen. Maybe I don't know. And what did you think about that? Since you didn't play the game, this is all fresh for you. I like the uh, the reveal at the end. He's like, "Oh, I got a stick in me." Just like everybody <gasps> gasps. Um, but I do have a question for you guys. When they're in the lab, you know, looking for stuff, um, the monkeys jump out of the window and the window's exposed. Do you guys hear a howl? I don't remember. I don't recall hearing a howl. I mean, so they're I, they're ho- they're howler monkeys. No, they're baboons. Baboons howl. <laughs> Okay, buddy. <laughs> but no, I just hear because you guys did say for the very first episode that you guys, you know, you can see in the background there's like a howler or something. And then you were you in the lab? It's a clicker. It was a That's clicker. A clicker. It's it was a clicker. clicker. Yeah, okay. you could see a clicker like scream or right. howl at the end of the first episode. Okay. But yeah, so I was Roar. I totally forgot Roar. that there was there could have been monkeys howling, but something ticked them off. And then I don't think it was the Raiders where you could hear in the background, like a howl and he like walks up to the window and sees the Raiders. But yeah. Mm. Um, but the, I like the fight scene. It was short and simple to the point, you know, other than that. Yeah. I just want Joel to beat someone's ass one time. Hey, he fucking broke that dude's neck. Yeah. But he you did. know what I mean? Like go boop, bop. Hit him with the <laughs> hit him with the two piece with the biscuit. Mm, mm. The biscuits extra. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he does go he boxing. Old, man. He gets he into old. he gets into some boxing matches in the game. You know some kidney shots. <laughs> I want to see someone's face get smashed with a brick, man. I know you kind of mentioned that. That's what yeah, I want to see. I want to see someone's because you can hit someone's right and in the game. You could take a brick and smash someone's face with it, right? Yeah, I can't remember. It would have been the perfect location too. I feel yeah. like. I'm yep. wondering now what's gonna happen in these next three episodes if we're gonna get some action. I think I, I think the last episode when we get to the climactic scene that Josh and I know about, I think there's gonna be clearly some action happening there. But yeah, so yeah, and then that basically leaves it to to Ellie and Joel getting on the horse and riding off, and then that's when Joel like passes out and falls on the horse, and you can just see Ellie terrified that she's gonna be. She's not going to know truly what to do, and I, I really liked that because I we didn't I didn't think we got that in the game. It never felt like Ellie was scared. And this next yeah, episode is going to be like a coming of age. I guarantee you this is going to be like a very coming of age. If it's going to be anything like the the DLC was, it's going to be a coming of age story for Ellie. And it's going to be really good. I'm really excited to see because we're going to learn about what happened to what's her name, her friend Riley. Mm. And I'm really interested to see how that that plays out. But that's that's what this whole thing was setting up for. Where in the beginning of the episode, she was really afraid that Joel was sick, and was like, she's like, you can't, I can't do this without you, Joel. You know, and she's like freaking out. 
And so this is kind of what's happening now. And so she's going to grow the fuck up in this next episode. And I'm really interested to see how they, how they show this. You mean two episodes from now? Because the next one is her... Yeah, it depends. So in the, in the DLC, it's sort of like... In the, this is not much of a... It's not really a spoiler. So in the DLC... Oh, you're right. No, yeah, the DLC. They, they show when Joel gets injured what happens. It's, it's coincides with what happens with Riley because it takes place in a mall, which you see in, in the preview, right? So in the DLC, you play presently when she's basically trying to help Joel find medicine for Joel. And then it calls back to the, the scenes with her and Riley. They kind of play next to each other. I think that's how this episode's going to play out. Maybe not. Is what I was was what I was talking about. That's why we see her grow up. So maybe not. Maybe it might be episode eight. Maybe they break it up into two episodes. Yeah, which actually maybe, might make may, more maybe sense. Maybe at the end. Well, the end of what? The end of episode seven. It might be like that reveal of okay Ellie and Joel's current status. Yeah, I could see it hmm. being two more. Ep- actually, I could see this next episode clearly is going to be the Riley story because of what they showed, and then I could see episode eight being. Or coming out party, whatever. You want I mean, to call in it. this next in this next episode, we're gonna get things we haven't seen. Period. We're gonna see her getting trained by Fedra, getting bullied. We're gonna see all that yeah. kind of stuff. So I think I think you're right. I think that's gonna be one episode. I think episode eight will be her coming out party, and then episode nine will be the finale. Yeah. Or I don't know how they're gonna depict that. There's maybe I can't say much more because I'll spoil it. But I'm just <laughs> playing confused in my head. I don't want to spoil it for M. I saw, I, know. I have I have something that is uh, kind of upsetting news. So episode nine is going to have the shortest runtime no! out of every episode. Damn. Oh, we've what's had the so runtime? It's like forty four minutes or something like that. Oh, short and sweet, guys. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. One thing that is cool that I don't know. Actually, can we talk about the fucking horse? Go on. Some, sure. Somebody, somebody forgot to animate that horse on that fucking zoom out outro. There's a couple of things that are wrong with the, with the, this episode as a whole. We haven't touched on. So number one, the overarching bridge scene, right? You can see fucking crew members in the bottom left corner. Yep. On the left side of the bridge, they're just in the woods with like their fucking <laughs> light, light correction devices and everything with their cameras. You can see them. And you can see the warming tent at the end of the bridge too. And then second... I'm going to have to look back because I did not see that. The se- and then second, Callus, who is the horse, we'll call him Callus, right? Callus is not animated. He's standing perfectly still. He doesn't move his head. His legs don't move. He doesn't shimmer or shake. Nothing. The rope, the... the, the the reins that hang from his mouth, they're perfectly still. But horses could be still. Not like this. What scene? Oh, yeah. his, what his, scene? Back hoof, his back hoof doesn't, is not connected to the yeah. ground. Yeah, he's just, that's his resting state. What scene is this? Okay, watch, watch the episode oh, again okay. and tell me. Okay. The end, when it's zooming out where Ellie is hovering okay. over Joel's. And the sad music plays. Yeah, he's, he's just standing there, just I, cool thing about idling. Cool thing about sad music. So that rendition of um, Never Let Me Down Again, which is by Depeche Mode. Depeche? What, what do you Depeche call it? Depeche Mode, man. Depeche Whatever. Mode. I'm not. I wasn't born in the 80s. <laughs> okay, sorry. Me. I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you that. Depeche Mode. Whatever, what does Depeche Mode mean? Wait, you were born in the 80s. No, he wasn't. Thanks. <laughs> Anyways, 
So this ver- this version of the song, this like gloomy cover that we're hearing is Jessica Mason, who is Craig Mason's daughter. Mm. Oh, okay. And it is not available on Spotify. <laughs> wah, wah. You can't get it anywhere except for those last 40 seconds of the show where the song plays. However, it will be in the uh, show album when it releases the official okay. soundtrack. Oh, interesting. What was the name of the song? I can't remember because I... It's called uh, Never Let Me Down Again. Okay. I have to go back and say, I don't remember the names. My dad was, my older sister were really big into Depeche Mode. I just remember Personal Jesus is like the one song that I really remember by them. But all right. So we have finished up all the scenes. Was there anything else? Josh, you already had some stuff. Josh and M, was there anything else that we missed or anything that we should cover before we say goodbye? No, no, I got to look at the horse and figure out Josh's age. (laughs) God damn it. Yep. (laughs) Wait, am I 10 years older than you? Oh, no. How old are you? I'm 31. 31. I'm eight years older than you. So you were born in 91? Correct. Yeah, yeah, okay. Wow. I was like, yeah, okay. I was pretty sure you were close, but I was like, I'm not 10 years older than you, but I am. We have like a little gap. That's what I always love about when we talk, do our shows because we have this gap. We've experienced things like the same but different. <laughs> the same but different. So Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Final thoughts. Josh, go. Damn, so demanding. Uh, this episode was awesome. I think that it's the one that finally expands on the relationship that starts to grow between uh, Joel and Ellie. And I really loved seeing it flourish in the second half. You really get to see that like, he goes from a, uh, uh, a smuggler to a friend or this father figure that Ellie sees him as. He's, trying to, he's starting to fill that role that she has placed on him in her own mind. And I really enjoyed watching it. I get it. I think I agree. M. Uh, not much really more to say. Basically the same thing. I really like the character development arc happening between the two of them. Uh, just the whole entire new world or basically it looks normal. They have Christmas trees. Pretty awesome. Um, and just, yeah, excited to see if he lives. If he lives, will he live or not? I mean, it's HBO. You don't know. You can throw <laughs> you uh, a curveball. Well, I just really liked the callbacks to the game and the way they incorporated like the lines and things like that. I liked some of the, I really enjoyed some of the humor. The acting by Pedro Pascal was superb and overall just yeah a really great episode a lot of drama not a whole lot of action but overall nine nine out of ten probably for me if i had to rate it loved it i can't wait to see what happens with the riley story and see how they portray that or how they reference the source material there i'm really interested to see that so and i'm really seeing how i'm really interested how they're gonna wrap this up i'm really interested in that so that being said any way we can get a metal gear reference in nope nope guys (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, Pedro Pascal would make an amazing solid snake. There we go. Anyways. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got. Great episode. Absolutely. Congratulations. Congratulations. So, you have reached the end of the line. And I look forward to seeing you all next week. When we talk yep. episode seven. Stay tuned for our next episode. It's going to be dope. And always 
don't be shitty. <laughs> Adios. Bye, guys. Bye.